Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Our guest today is Catherine Adenley, Elsevier's Director, Employer Brand. Elsevier is a Netherlands-based information and analytics company specializing in scientific technical and medical content. It is part of the Relics Group, known until 2015 as Reed Elsevier. Welcome, Catherine, to Expert Opinion. Thank you very much, Alan. It's a privilege to join you today to talk about uh, one of the things I'm passionate about. Thank you. The privilege is entirely ours, Catherine. Thank you for coming to the uh, to the call. So just to set the scene, uh, Catherine, you were based in the UK, uh, in Oxford. You joined Elsevier in 1998, and in 2017, you were appointed to your current position of Director Employer Brand. Was it a new position at that time, or did you follow somebody else's footsteps? What, what a, a great first question, Alan. Uh, it's a good one to start with, too, uh, because, uh, yes, it was a new role at, at the time, and I happened to be the first ever director of employer brand for Elsevier. So I've had to create everything from the ground up. So you created the whole the whole job on the whole job description. Catherine, how was such a role identified within the organization then? What was happening at the time? It, was it a part of a larger initiative or were you just appointed director, employer brand and told to get on with it? Well, before I was appointed to the role, I was the head of communications in another group within Elsevier. However, I was asked to come and work on a, a special project uh, that we showcase Elsevier as a top employer, especially for tech candidates. Historically, I'm sure you know that we've always supported the world of uh, uh, the work of our research and health partners for more than 140 years now. So growing from that uh, roots, the uh, our roots in publishing and with the iconic publications such as The Lancet, which you must know of, mm -hmm. uh, which was founded in uh, 1823, and then The Cell, one of our, our flagship titles uh, from Cell Press, and then the iconic reference works such as uh, Grace Anatomy. We had no challenges at all hiring candidates. In fact, they were knocking on our door to work for uh, a great publishing company. You may ask that uh, we, are, we focus on uh, employer brand. It's simply because our brand was well known and candidates, especially in STEM, that's in science, technology, engineering, as well as mathematics, wanted to work for us. However, with the vast amount of data that we have accumulated over 140 years, we also offer knowledge. We offer knowledge and valuable analytics that help our own users spend more time making breakthroughs as well as drive societal uh, progress. So as an information analytics business, we had to hire highly talented technologists, which was a challenge then. So in a fiercely competitive business environment, that was a, that was a, a, a massive uh, amount of effort that we needed to put on, on that. So as part of a larger initiative, 
for us to be successful at getting tech talent through our door, we needed to stand out as a top employer for tech candidates as well so that they can come and work for us. Both the passive one and the proactive ones uh, that are actually uh, looking for, for work. It was a case of uh, one thing that led to another for me. I completed the project, which met and exceeded the objectives, and then I was promoted to the role of director of employer brand to focus on employer brand 100%. Uh, I, I I loved it. I was uh, I was uh, really happy and delighted to take on the role. That's interesting, Catherine. So the organisation was changing. It has changed over the, the course of 140 years, as you said. But you were trying to focus your attention on the technologists, uh, programmers, I assume, um, looking to attract people who did not understand what and else they had become. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So it's just, um, in a way, it's like a, a digital transformation and having to uh, to look for the kind of talent that will help us really um, expand the digital, the analytics part of our business. Got it. So your focus is as much external as it is internal in terms of uh, evangelizing the, the Elsevier brand. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Because really, when it comes to branding, it's got to be inside out first, mm -hmm. because you've got to get your people to understand the purpose and what differentiates you from the, the competitors. So we had to do that, getting our people on board and then be able to go out and talk about our workplace culture and the purposeful work that we do. Catherine, so when you stepped into your job and you had to invent it, what was in place? Did you have to create the whole program? And if you did, how did you start? What, what was your starting point? Well, the first thing I did, because I looked at the responsibilities, the first part is to promote Elsevier's employer brand and the values through various mediums. You cannot just go out and do that. The first bit is to derive and then lead and oversee the execution of the employer brand strategies. Part of this is actually getting our own people, training them up to become brand evangelists, able to talk about our brand offline as well as online, train them to be able to elucidate um, clearly what our information is, what is it that makes us uh, a top employer? Why should any prospective candidate look at us and think, oh, I'd be interested to work for that particular uh, employer? So those, those are the key things. Uh, I didn't do this alone. I actually brought a lot of people <laughs> along with me to be able to help me make that happen. For instance, last year alone, we were able to reach up over 300 and 50 million people online with our stories. That's just because of uh, we were able to just unleash the uh, combined powers of our employer brand uh, ambassadors. Congratulations. That's a lot of people you're reaching. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's done entirely through, you say, through the brand ambassador program, reaching out to people and they reach out to their contacts, networking. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. When you think about it, 
if you have just 10 people within your network online, those 10 people will think about it as those 10 people too will have 10 people within their own network. So that is how, and then before you know it, it's a grand swell of content. So we've been able to build uh, an ecosystem of content that our people readily disseminate, as well as that, we don't actually force them to do that. They do that because they see the purpose behind everything that we do. So they are really happy to share our content and they share their own content. They also share content that's curated for, for them. Uh, giving them and trusting them is a, is a big part of this so that you are allowed, allowing them to share authentic content that they believe in. Do you create the content, Catherine, or do you have a team working with you, or do you get it from from the employees? Do they provide you with ideas and content? It's actually a combination of both. We have a platform, social advocacy platform, where we curate content on, but the content, uh, we create the content there. The content is there for you to share if you wish and you believe in the content and you love the content. But within that social advocacy platform, we give our employer brand ambassadors the opportunity uh, uh, to create their own content. So we all leverage the content that is placed within that advocacy platform. Did you find in the beginning that people were enthusiastic about the job? Did, did they recognize the need for it? Or did you have to explain what your objectives were evangelize the job and persuade people to work with you? What was in place, Catherine, at the time? Actually getting our people to understand why it is important for them to talk about uh, Elsevier as a great place to work. I think that was part of the, there was this um, research that actually shows that uh, more than 80% of people believe in good reputation and they believe they would consider an employer's brand when they are applying for, for, for jobs. If they think the employees within that, uh, within the business are speaking highly of that particular, uh, employer. So it's actually telling them what's in it for them as well in that it promotes them. It promotes their professional profile on LinkedIn. And some of them actually pick and choose the kind of uh, topics they uh, they share online, which makes them after a while, you look at them as thought leaders, leaders as well in, in a particular area. For instance, some people only share things that are talking about uh, diversity and inclusion within Elsevier. Some share tech information and so on. So it's actually giving people the opportunity to talk about Elsevier in their own way, using their own tone of, of voice, as well as um, believing in the message they are they are putting out there. Interesting. So, uh, every, Catherine, everybody I've met within Elsevier is extremely smart. But has the profile of the employee changed since you were doing this? I know you're looking for more technologists or maybe more programmers because you're becoming much more of a digital organization what's happened have you, are you attracting those people that you're looking for we now have over a thousand six hundred technologists all over the world and we have different hubs 
we have in the Netherlands, we have in the UK, the US, and now, now we've extended to China and we are extending our hub in, in, um, in India as well. So we, now we don't even have to, uh, to tell them about, uh, the great work we're doing or, or that an, an information analytics business. We see them, uh, uh, actually looking to, to work for us because we see the companies they are looking to work for as well when they look at our jobs they are looking at jobs for uh, google they're looking job at jobs in google they're looking at jobs in uh, in facebook they're looking at jobs in amazon they're looking at jobs in in great in, in all in all this uh, uh, big tech companies which means they realize i think what draws them to us actually uh, what draws them to us is the sheer amount of data the vast amount of data that they are able to to play with uh, when it comes to working at Elsevier, especially looking for data scientists, that was a, a challenge at first, but not any not any longer. So, what's happened? Um, obviously, your role has played a part in this, but has is it, has it has the word got out among the community, the the data scientist community that Elsevier now is this great place, and it's a welcoming place for uh, technologists has word of mouth played a part of this Catherine or, or what else happened how are you how are you attracting these people I think um it's a combination of of everything really is word of mouth our own people especially our own technologists bring in their own people like as in referrals right as well as as what people see online, our digital footprint, the content we put online, our tech content, as well as the great work we're doing when it comes to when it comes to technology or what we could do. Are people going, for instance, to conferences, women in tech conferences, women who code conferences, to actually speak uh, about uh, the tech uh, work that we do at Elsevier? I think all of, it's a combination of everything in, in mm -hmm. its entirety. That's terrific news. Uh, I know this has been a long journey for the organization for many, many years, 140 years. As you said, Catherine, Elsevier has been known as a publisher, and they think of magazines and print. But it has changed, but perceptions are difficult to change. So your job is helping to build the, the total brand in terms of how people understand it. My question is, how does the employer brand fit into the overall brand is there is is it connected somehow is it deliberately connected or how does it work catherine if you look at it you cannot talk about employer brand without mentioning the word brand so it's a combination of both but at elsevier we have we have a team working on a brand because what connects both is reputation, mm -hmm. reach, and then people's engagement to your stories. What people see as the purpose, as the value you add as a business. It's just a combination of everything. Getting people to understand the, the, the culture, the cultural um, differentiators. What makes you take as a, as an employer? What is it about your brand, especially when it comes to B2B or B2C? What is it about your brand that should enthuse people? 
and is finding that emotional connection and being able to uh, to play with it uh, in terms of the kind of campaigns you run, the kind of uh, information you put out there, the kind of uh, uh, storytelling you do, and mm-hmm. what you encourage your own people to do as well. So there, it's interconnected, but in a way it's kind of different. You know, when you look at a brand, you, you are thinking of a logo, you are thinking of uh, our tags, you are think, thinking of our colors, you are th- thinking of uh, our designs, how we market uh, our brand, you know. But at the end of it all, you are still thinking about our reputation. You are still thinking about our reach. And then you are thinking about the engagement. But when it comes to employer brand, is really totally focused on what makes us uh, an employer that anybody or a potential candidate would want to work for. Terrific. So reputation, reach, and engagement. You're global. You have 8,000 employees around the world. Do you sit within a group that takes care of the overall brand? Uh, I assume you do. Is that correct? Yes, I do. We have. Uh, we now have 8,600 employees in over 180 uh, countries globally. So utilizing and leveraging the combined power of everyone is really important for us to uh, to be able to get to where we want to. So it's been really, um, really helpful. Historically, employer brand uh, directors or managers or, or associates actually sit with HR. But the new thinking now is that they have to sit where the communication is, where the information is, where the news is, where you can easily leverage great content where you can get su- success stories and put it out there for everyone. And then let talent acquisition as well as HR focus on bringing people in, utilizing everything you provide for them in terms of assets, in terms of narratives, in terms, in terms of uh, digital content, and using that to bring the, uh, the, the, um, to bring candidates uh, through the door via greater uh, candidate experience. As well. Got it. Thank you. I was just thinking about the size of the organization and the enormity of your task on a global basis. How do you execute on a global scale? The I tell you what, the, the greatest um, opportunity is by engaging and training and then unleashing the powers of some of our enthusiastic employees in an internal and external uh, way and making them internal employer brand ambassadors as well as external brand ambassadors because these are people who are helping to showcase and grow our brand on a global scale. That's also the power of uh, social media and having a strong workforce culture that could easily be be celebrated by anyone within uh, within the, the business. So this extraordinary power, as I talked about, is um, is something that any organization needs because the people that can help you do this effectively, they are sitting right there within your four walls, you know? Yes. And they are amazing marketers. If you tap into them, into the skills they have, they will influence their network for you they will go out with your stories and they will do everything that they need to do for you to be recognized as a, as a top, top employer. You mentioned the four walls in which we all sit these days. Over the last year, everybody has been 
well, a lot of people have been working from home. Did the pandemic change your focus? Was it an extra challenge or uh, did you take it in your stride? How did, how did that work? No, is the short answer to your question, Alan. <laughs> because, because we've always utilized flexible working at Elsevier uh-huh. before the pandemic. We could work from anywhere, anytime. Because we have VPN, we have everything. You have your laptop, you could work anywhere. So it's been, uh, it's been business as usual for us, except for one thing, which is uh, a physical presence at, uh, at uh, industry events, which means we now have to do that as well virtually. So from a business perspective, uh, despite the impact of uh, the public health uh, crisis, we continue as a business to make a meaningful contribution to society at large to accelerate the fight against the coronavirus. We built uh, the uh, Elsevier COVID-19 Information Center, which you must know uh, about, because within a short time, it gained uh, over 20 million views, you know, which I think uh, is phenomenal on on its own. And then not only did we set this up, we also enabled full text and uh, data mining of the important and good body of knowledge within the platform. And all of this we did for free and without copyright limitations. So in a way, we've virtually stayed connected to our customers and to our colleagues uh, during this time. And that's, that's really enabled me to continue to do uh, what I do. And, uh, and uh, so could, could be said about um, everyone else within the business. So you didn't miss a beat. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, Coming down to um, the end of our time, Catherine, we've got a few moments left. How do you measure success? It's a big job. You created it yourself. Are there any benchmarks in place that you look to for measuring success or do you rely on other people to assess that? How does that work? So the way I see it is that you can never truly measure what you don't monitor. Mm-hmm. So we measure via various ways by actually leveraging data insights to measure impact. So we measure impact via sentiment. Uh, that's sentiment measuring. What are people saying about us? What are they, what are candidates saying about candidates experience? Uh, what are people saying about working at Elsevier? What do people say about uh, Elsevier culture? And then the job acceptance rate is another one. How many was the percentage of people accepting a job when once we offer the job to them? The time to hire is a massive one. It's a lot shorter than it used to be now. Then the quality of hire, as well as uh, the cost of hiring people. We look at our own employer brand promises versus the experience people get when they choose to um, to come and interview with us, as well as our own hiring manager satisfaction and the number of referrals we get uh, we get per, per year. Also, we measure our engagement rate on all social media um, platforms. That all of those things put together as well as awards. Because for us, you can really know how well you are doing if you benchmark your work against uh, competitors. So winning awards for us actually should showed us that we are doing a great job. And it sounds like you are doing a great job, Catherine. One question. Um, in our 
work with clients today, diversity, equality, and inclusion has become a major topic of importance for everybody. Um, does that impinge upon your role, Catherine? Is it part of your job? Or how does it how does, how does that splice into it? So we have a we have a team. Their main work is to work on diversity and inclusion uh, for Elsevier. But I work closely with the team to make sure that I always share our stories, our diversity and inclusion stories. Elsevier is doing a wonderful job in that particular area because we have CEO. Kumsa Beyesa, she started was to actually overhaul and ensure that diversity and inclusion is the forefront for us as a, as a business. And because of that, not only that, she did put um, sources, budget, efforts. She gave, they, they even gave us two days free in a year to just dedicate to diversity and inclusion at Elsevier. That's per employee. So that's how great it is when you think of all the work we're doing in this area. So it makes my own job a lot easier in that it's easy for me to curate content that's talking about the great work we're doing for Pride, the great work we're doing for uh, Thrive, which is Elsevier Women's Network, the great work we're doing for African-American Ancestry Network within Elsevier, and the great work we're doing for Erased or Elsevier Enabled and so on. So we are doing a massive amount of uh, of work in that area that has been has been of uh, tremendous help to me in in being able to talk about everything we're doing in diversity and inclusion at Elsevier. We even won an award. I'm sure you know about this. We yes, even won an award as the best place for di- uh, best organization for diversity and for women to work. That's quite an achievement, Catherine. Yeah. But Comsal, your new CEO. Or relatively new, has done a fantastic job at um, restructuring the culture at the organization. Curious fact for me, I've worked with Elsevier for many years, and most of the people I've met and worked with are all women. I don't know what percentage of your workforce is women, but to me, it seems like everybody I meet is, is female. You, you know, I, I tell you why that is. I, I think uh, is the flexibility within Elsevier. So you are given time. You can attend to your family, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's a, a leadership training program, uh, especially for women at Elsevier as well, which helps. Uh, we are more than 50% female within Elsevier. And then our leadership team as well, we have a, a great number of female in our leadership team, which is fantastic. It really is, and it's remarkable and unusual, but um, I, I hope it's getting more common. Final question, Catherine. Given your experience since you uh, took the job in 2017, what advice would you pass on to someone else who was stepping into a similar role at a similar organization? What, what one piece of advice would you give them? Hmm. I would probably say to them, you have to be intentional in whatever you choose to do. Because employer branding has to be done first from inside out. You cannot tell stories outside of what is not happening inside because your own employees would be the first ones to actually pull you up on it, to say, no, that's not true. That's not what's happening within a, a culture. And you have to always be authentic in the stories you tell. 
because your organization has to be culturally ready or your first task will be to get them ready before you even step out of your the confines of your organization. Then think of the fleet of food communication activities that's going to focus on storytelling. You have to build the content that will an ecosystem of content that will enable you to talk about your uh, your employer in a great way. And building a longer time uh, time uh, platform to drive talent as well as employee engagement is uh, really really important. And harnessing everything is in its entirety. And as well as collaboration to accelerate employer brand breakthroughs within your organization would be what will really get you uh, get your message out there. Imagine patience and diplomacy too play a, a considerable part in all that, Catherine. Hundred <laughs> percent, Catherine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today at Expert Opinion. Thank you very much, Alan. Uh, it's been a pleasure of mine too. Thank you.